Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. We think Finishing Well is a, an idea that is of value to everyone out there, and we want to talk as much about that topic in different ways as we possibly can. Good morning, Hal. It's good to be back with you. Morning, Randy. It's great to be here with you again this morning and I look forward to engaging with our audience and everybody on the things that are in front of us. So let's, um, let's well, go. We have a variety of things, don't we? We try to work in here. Today, there is something on, on my mind and Hal's mind that I hope uh, might be of, of uh, some consequence and interest to you. Uh, we've been uh, in the ministry with Finishing Well now for about roughly seven years. Am I close enough, Hal, on that? Uh, you are, Randy. And uh, in that time, we've, uh, we think we've been able to, we've been blessed by being able to progress in our thinking and, and progress in what we've been able to do with it. And one of the things that's been very important to it is what you have called the six essentials. Um, and the six essentials have been what we feel are the core, the basics to understanding how we each can finish our lives well. Well, interestingly enough, as you have delivered that message much like a Pied Piper around the area and around the country, uh, you have followed your own uh, shall we say, recommendation in our first essential, which is growing, or we will grow. And I think you would agree <laughs> with me. I haven't asked you this yet, but I think you would agree with me that maybe you, Hal, in conducting those sessions and going around and uh, thinking about things that you hear, you have decided that we actually need to add another essential. So if you don't mind, Hal, I'd like to just usurp the time today to interview you a little bit on your thinking about the seventh essential. If you don't mind me doing that, how does something like this come about when you've already felt like you had, you know, the core message that you needed to give? So how could you please just give me a little bit of insight uh, as you reflect on this and on the on the essentials you have added, what would you say drove a decision? Well, first of all, what is the seventh essential? And then what drove your decision for that essential? Well, gr great questions, Randy. Uh, let me just share my heart, how this has evolved in my experience. First of all, the seventh essential is anticipating heaven, eternity with Christ. The sixth essential always had two components. It had, we will plan ahead for when our lives are finished, and that's thinking of end-life issues. But then there was always a second component to the sixth essential that was anticipating heaven on the other side. So it was always there, but it, it never was as pronounced as the first essential. It was simply planning ahead for when you're like, when you won't be here. Well, where will you be when you won't be here? 
So it emerged in my mind and in our conversations with people, you know, heaven is a pretty important thing. It, it is eternity. And we live here just for a speck in time, 70 or 80 years. Moses said, maybe uh, David lived 70 years. Uh, but so what, you know, I just felt it was imperative to really concentrate on the next one. And I've got all kinds of reasons for that. Was there, could I just ask if there was a moment when you got that conclusion in your head? Were you in front of a group? Where, how did that occur? What prompted it? Well, well, it's been there all along. I mean, like I said, it's been part of the seventh, uh, the sixth essential itself. So as I talked about this for years, I would always, uh, it was always part of the question, why don't we focus more on heaven? And there are a lot of things came into my, my, my own mind about that. Well, you, you know, the scriptures always focus on heaven. We could go in, you know, we'll go into a later point, what is the seventh essential? But the other thing that happened was that every time I presented this, all the discussion went to the end of life planning. <laughs> we always had very little time for heaven. Yeah. So the more I did that, I mean, this goes into the past several years. Uh, groups process. We we would process this, and then we'd run out of time. And we've often talked about having adding a seventh essential and extending it from six to seven. But I finally reached a point in my mind. Let's do it. I mean, we engaged the board, talked to other people about it, and uh, so here we are with adding a seventh essential. And the other thing that makes it nice in a sense, seven is a, a perfect number. Not that that ever drove the six essentials. I mean, I was happy with six, but as it continued in my mind and in our experience, it, it leaned towards, golly, we, we should have seven because heaven is a pretty important topic for the Christian. <laughs> yes. I would say uh, right there. Uh, did So, how did you get feedback along the way from anybody or in your group sessions? Did did they have anything to do with your decision? Well, yes, they did, because people wanted to talk about heaven. And one, one of the questions that we always ask on the sixth essential as part of those two components is, why don't we talk about heaven more? Uh, okay. So you got a lot of feedback from people all the time, uh, you know, and everybody would have a sense of, concluding that we should talk more about heaven. Yeah. Why don't we? And it should be part of our conversation as believers. And then you start looking at the scriptures and see the importance of it. So uh, we just felt led and I wanted the board's input into it and people's input. And we just had a sense that we should go to seven. Well, let me play, if you will, don't mind uh, Mr. Stupid here for a minute, but what is it about that? Um, particular topic, how that makes it a separate essential. What is it in your mind that separates it as an essential from everything else? You know, everything in the scriptures points to the future. Everything. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There, there is a continuation on into the days, the weeks, the months, the years ahead, and it is eternity. This is not all there is in this life. Jesus made that so clear. I mean, I think of Abraham and Sarah. They looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. They didn't find it here. So every one of the biblical characters is looking ahead towards eternity. This life is not all there is. 
In fact, it's what, what what eternity is that really informs how we should be about our work here and our life here. And then I think of the Apostle Paul's great verse, Philippians one twenty one: for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Well, what's the gain he's talking about? Right. Well, the gain is what's coming after this life. And that's what we should be focused on. Not that we don't focus on our lives now, you know, but we live now, but we think about and inform today's decisions in light of eternity. And you find that theme in scripture. It's saturated with what is coming, informing how we live our lives now. A couple of questions about that, please, before we end this. Why is it, in your mind, an essential rather than an assumption? that all of us have if we feel we've been finishing well with the other six essentials? Uh, I would say that's our destiny. You know, what, what your destiny is ought to consume how you live. Where are you heading? I mean, it's the whole idea of retirement. Where are you heading in retirement? Where are you heading after you retire? What is your mission? So we're always moving forward, and heaven is our destiny. Uh, like I said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Thinking about the impact of eternity and how we uh, respond to our life options now makes all the difference. I mean, for example, uh, we'll be accountable before Christ. We'll stand there before him at the judgment seat of Christ, and he will review our life in some way evaluating us, helping us to see what he saw our potential could have been or whatever, however that works out. So Paul says, even Second Corinthians 5, evaluate your life now in light of what's going to happen when you get to heaven. So it seems to me it's a pretty important deal not to be slighted. And I feel like, you know, it has been somewhat slighted by trying to slide it in on the sixth essential. So the spirit's <laughs> leadership just said, Hey, Hal, why don't you make it a, a seventh essential, get input feedback and let's go. Let's, let's adjust. Let's change it. Isn't heaven my ultimate reward for doing all of that? Yes, it, it, it is a, a reward in that sense, but is, is also our next life. And the, that life will be consumed around Jesus, around his father, around his son, around the eternal kingdom. And it's just an incredible idea to explore and anticipate. Okay. And my other idea there, it, it informs and really encouraged me. Why do I persevere in this life? Why do I go through hardships? Why do I endure in a sense? Well, heaven is ahead of us. And it's mm -hmm. an incredible eternal investment into our future with Christ face to face. When I'm arriving, shall we say, to, I've gone through the six essentials and I'm arriving to the seventh hour in our, either through a discussion with you or, or where I'm, whatever I'm, whether I'm reading, whether I'm watching online, whether I'm in a, a class with others, what is it that I, how are, how are you uh, characterizing it that I would think about heaven? What are you saying to us at, at that initial point where you're saying we're going to spend some time on this topic. What are you asking us to do? I'm asking you to think about what might have been in Jesus' mind 
when in John 14, he said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And I'm coming back to receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. What might that include? You take um, uh, the transformation of Jesus when Moses and Elijah were there. He gave the disciples, John and Peter and James, I think, uh, he gave them a view of what the eternal kingdom would be like. And of course, they wanted to build a temple there to honor that. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Just think about what is coming for you. And that changes your life. So I think it, it changes how you think about life if you really take eternity seriously. And that's what I, I think the seventh essential is all about. Can you add that component and live it out in your life? And you, so you're, you're, what you're, I, what I'm hearing is you, you're simply suggesting that we contemplate that that we give that some serious consideration right now in terms of our uh, how we want to change our lives, how we want to guide our lives. Uh, let me give you a, just a personal illustration of this. I'm a grandparent. I have a grandson who's having a 15th birthday today as we speak. I imagine all God is going to do through his life. I don't know how many years, but if I get 20 more years, so I, uh, you know, I, I will celebrate everything God does in his life and even as Crawford Loritz says, you pray for generations you will not see, you imagine what God will do through the life of your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, and your ministry, whether it's finishing well. I imagine, and I, I'm captivated by that thought, God has something ahead for us, and I couldn't see it when he laid hold of me. Paul said it this way, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me. What does that look like? What do you anticipate? So it's the end of your life, and it's beyond that into eternity. And I'm trying to unleash, in a sense, in a person's imagination, thinking about what heaven is going to be and what the joy is going to be there and the impact it will have in our life then and how that informs our life now. Great. That's perfect. I love it. All right. Thanks, Al, for your time. Thank you for your heart here. And thank you for sharing some information that really helps in understanding how there really is a seventh essential to finishing well. And I really appreciate it. So thank you, sir. Uh, we will see each other soon and talk soon. Thanks, Randy. Same to you and all of you out there. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.